many aspire to reach the upper echelon of the healthcare industry, but few are able to successfully navigate the corporate ladder. As Asia becomes the world epicenter of the healthcare industry, C-Suite Partners sits down with international healthcare executives, asking the tough questions and unpacking the personalities of the top industry leaders. Welcome to the boardroom. Thank you very much for being a part of In The Boardroom. Thank you, Michael, for the invitation. Very interested to understand your career today. Can you take me past maybe 15, 20 years of your career up until now? Sure. So I, I think I've been uh, privileged uh, to have had the opportunity of really working across multiple continents. Mm -hmm. uh, I started my career in India, mm -hmm. uh, spent uh, close to 10 plus years in the US, working the US market. Mm -hmm. Also took on leadership roles global leadership roles based out of the U.S. And then after spending all that time in the U.S. market, I really wanted to completely step out of my comfort zone. So made a conscious choice and expressed a conscious desire uh, to move to the emerging markets. Uh, and so spent some time physically in India mm -hmm. uh, for a couple of years, uh, then in Jakarta, Indonesia, and now in Singapore. So talk me through your first executive role. What was it? So my first general management role was when I was responsible for starting up and operationalizing a pan-emerging markets joint venture uh, between a leading US uh, global multinational company and a leading uh, Indian generics company that now is the fifth largest generic company in the world. Mm -hmm. The position was to uh, relocate to India because the partner was India-based. Uh, but the joint venture was a pan-emerging markets joint venture. Mm. And so it was not just bringing together two different companies, but it was bringing together two very different cultures, two very different operating styles. Um, and I built a, a leadership team based out of uh, Mumbai, India, but I also had teams working with me around the world. And what was fascinating was that we actually got this joint venture operationalized uh, from basically the very initiation. Was there, you know, any other moments that you were very, very proud of in, in your first role as a managing director? When I think about my first role as a managing director, uh, I think we cannot uh, undermine uh, enough the need to recognize the diversity of cultures. And the reality is, Michael, a lot of my formative years were in the United States, uh, which has got a very different work culture mm. in many ways from what you see in many parts of Asia. Mm. Uh, what I'm exceptionally proud of was actually taking an organization uh, and transforming it uh, to be, become one of the fastest growing organizations in the industry mm. in a very relatively short period of time. But before getting there, I had to make, along with uh, some very strong business partners, uh, some very tough decisions mm. on people. Uh, and made some significant changes uh, on the leadership team mm. and beyond the leadership team. At the end of the day, it's all about making sure we have the right people in the right roles. Mm. So I think we went through that process of really making the right choices on talent. And when we made the right choices on talent uh, and we enabled that talent to really unleash what they were capable of, great things started to happen. Mm. And so we took an organization 
that had tremendous potential uh, and really unleashed that potential by really making the right choices on people, making the right choices on structure, mm. while ensuring that we continue to have the consistent choices on governance and accountability. And your career is, is obviously spanned 10, 20 years of, of being an executive. Talk me through the worst hiring decision you've ever made. So um, I'll talk, talk you through uh, a very challenging hiring decision I made uh, early on uh, when I was uh, in a global brand leadership role. Mm. Uh, and uh, I, I made a choice to bring in someone into a marketing position. Mm. Uh, the person I brought in had no marketing experience, but was a sales leader. Okay. However, the part that I probably at that point in time uh, didn't quite recognize uh, was that uh, there is there is mindset, mm -hmm. there are skill sets, and then there's capabilities. Mm. The part that I probably didn't catch uh, early in that uh, hiring process was the mindset. Okay. Uh, and what I mean by that is marketer, or being a marketer, because that's how I grew up in my career, uh, requires the ability to think strategically. Mm. The individual I brought in, or I moved over from sales to marketing, just struggled being a marketer. Fundamentally, struggled thinking strategically. Mm. Uh, he couldn't pull himself out, you know, of being a tactician. Understood. Right? And uh, I think uh, I tried uh, very hard mm. uh, to coach this person uh, uh, and to really look to see what we could do uh, to look at if cultivating a different mindset. Mm. Uh, but at, at one point in time, I think it became very evident uh, to the person concerned and myself that it was not the right fit. Uh, and so we made a very conscious choice to move the person back into a sales role because it was not a performance or a commitment issue. Understood. It was a fit issue. And I think we recognized that relatively early in our journey and we made the right choices and moved on. Do you remember a piece of feedback that was very hard to take on early in your career? Um, yes, I do. Okay. And uh, it was tough feedback to get, I will say. Uh, but I think as I internalized it, uh, I realized and I recognized the feedback.